Amen. You know, I ended up uh, I ended up talking to Russell a little bit, and he goes, "You know, Brother Bruce, I just um, I, I have a 400 man tent, <laughs> another tent." And he goes, "I think we're I think we're gonna do something." So I said, I like tents. I'll do tents. Jesus want me to do tents. I'll do tents. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to get started. Um... I'm wondering, can you guys see this well enough? I'm not exactly sure how to get rid of all the other stuff. There you go. No, I'm just talking about, yeah. No, it is the door, but, okay. Um, praise God. Okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to get started now on... Um, Spiritual Roots to Disease. Now, one of the things, how this started coming to me was, it basically started when Hannah got sick, and I started to pay attention to the medical community, and I started to listen to them talk. And as I listened to them talk, I really realized they didn't have any answers. The basic, the, what they could do for my family was manage. All they could do was manage. There was no hope in cure. Okay? So I want, I want us to approach it from this avenue. And you may have heard the story, but I'm going to give it real quickly. I was in... I was in Waco, Texas. I was shaving on a Tuesday morning. And the Lord said, when you go to Waco or when you go back to Arlington on Saturday, I want you to pray for this person. And when you do, I want you to ask me to send down the fallen angel that holds the disease. Not the demon. The fallen angel. Because the demon was protected by the fallen angel. And so what happened was, is I asked the Lord for that fallen angel. He came down. He gave over his rights. And he was removed from the bloodline and the demon was expelled. And the woman's blood that was turning to gelatin, she was instantly healed. Instantly healed. So there's many realms of healing. So let's get started, right? The first realm is this. That there are 18 root spirits in the Bible. 18 is the biblical number for bondage. Most diseases run in these 18 in these 18 groups. It's caused by something See if I can enhance this for you a little bit. Is that better? Okay. And, and by the way, if you guys email me, I will send you a copy of these, uh, these groupings. More? Okay. So the first one, is, well, I'm not going to list them all because... I've got too much to do today. I'm going to be very busy today, okay? Because after about 40 minutes, I'm going to ask you to take a break, and then we're going to go after generational issues, all right? Okay. I do want you to know this, that willful sin, inherited curses, occult entanglement, abuse, addiction, and abandonment, are the primary doorways to sickness. These are things that I have found 
in deliverance. And I have found when people become demon-possessed, and I use the word possessed, not in the way that what is trying to be taught by the church is they're not really possessed, you're demonized, and that's the actual Greek. However, demon possession, to me, is there's a piece of somebody's life just apart that is controlled by evil. Okay? And so there's willful sin, inherited curses, occult entanglement, abuse, addiction, and abandonment. Here are the six strongholds. I'm going to go bigger. How come I'm not going bigger? I know. Anyways. Anyways, their fear, anger, rejection, depression, self-hatred, and abuse. The six primary ways that demons dominate is there's bitterness and resentment, condemnation and worthlessness, doubt and unbelief, guilt and shame, hate and rage, death and destruction. I find sickness, okay, it is, my, somebody doesn't want, wait a second. No, I'm trying to get my my phone to pair with my tablet. And it doesn't even want to do that. Okay. Well, I'll let you figure that out. And until then, you're stuck with me. Okay. Not only does disease infirmity have spiritual roots, they have their roots in dissociation. In dissociation. Meaning that there's emotional wounding. I'm not always talking about multiple personalities when I talk about that, but I am talking about dissociation where there is an emotional outbreak of some form of one of these things that I have listed that cause problems for people. Okay, one of the things you have to realize is where it comes from. So dissociation, dissociation is a big problem with people that are, thank you, Hannah, that have, that will and probably could start manifesting diseases of chronic disease. But when you minister to people that have chronic disease, if the power of God does not heal them right there, right now, when there's a, when there's a powerful move, then you have to flip the page and try another biblical method. We're too stuck on just sending them home. If you see the power of God come on somebody and even demons come out of them and they're still not healed, then you have to flip the page again 
and go back to dissociation or emotional wounding of some form. Dissociation involves memories, memories, traumas of the past, if you will, identity. It can affect the person's identity, or how about this? You're one person, one minute, and then something happens, and boom, you switch, and now you're somebody else. You went from a peaceful person to an angry person. You went from being on the, being on the wagon to falling off the wagon. You can switch in a minute. And it doesn't have to be an exact multiple person, but it can be a stronghold in the root of somebody's soul that causes them emotional trauma. Inside of that, you'll find sickness of some kind. Now, I want to I tell them myself because I had to learn this one the hard way. A young Marine came to me, 26 years old, and he had been, his cancer was in remission, and his, um, his wife says, my, my husband suffers from extreme anger. He was able to get out of the way, let the demon come up. I cast out the demon of anger, and six days later, he was dead because cancer runs with anger. And I didn't know that. And so what happened was, is he died. He died. It was a hard lesson for me to learn to look into how spirits of infirmity run with demonic spirits. But I was never taught that. I was, I was never really, it was never really emphasized. It has to do with emotions. We, we covered that, where people just... Their emotions are all over. Perception, how you perceive things. People with emotional hurt perceive things from hurt. They understand, they process things from hurt. Even when the, even what I'm going to say, even when the real person, more proper word would be the core person, but just for the sake of, I don't know who I'm actually, I know who I'm preaching to and I don't know who I'm preaching to. So even when you are available, you can process things from hurt. Okay? What I'm saying is there's an 80% chance or above some form of chronic disease is laying in your members waiting for you to activate it. It's true. Behavior, we talked about that, behavioral changes. We talked about um, the sense of self, how you, how you look at yourself, how you identify with yourself, all the different things. How, what you think about yourself can disrupt every area of your mental function. How about this? Rejection. If you suffer from rejection, when people tell you something about yourself, it's going to hurt. You may even get angry. You may even just kind of go into this withdrawal, this hideaway thing. Dissociation brings changing or changes in behavior, memory, and thinking. Dissociation or switching can be subtle. I'm having a hard time with this thing. There we go. As I said earlier, the medical community doesn't, um, of course, it didn't do it again. All right. So the medical community and the church do not have or do not understand the cause of disease. 
It's one thing I've really learned about most healing ministries, deliverance ministries, uh, churches, um, uh, the medical community and everything. They just don't understand if they, if they can link if they can link chronic disease to sin and, and demonization, what they can't link it to is dissociation or emotional wounding. And that people want to be healed, but they don't understand that there's a process that you must go through that only can be worked out over time in emotional wounding. There are some generational curses that bring sickness to the innocent that only can be worked out over time, like my family. My daughter did nothing, but she's the product of two great-grandfathers. That's her. That was that problem. Therefore, we must turn to the Bible for crucial answers. And we must understand the answers to disease. The study of the human body is certainly essential in finding out the root cause of disease. And what do I mean by studying the... I have to, I have to know how the disease operates to bring a correct, proper prayer. We just, very few times, will some widespread prayer cover it. It's true. The more I know how cancer works, the more I know about autoimmune, the more I take away from the kingdom of darkness every time we renounce the way that disease works inside of that body. I take it from him. I, whoa, yeah. I take it. I take away his, his right to work. Don't you understand? He has, to, he has a motive uh, uh, of operation, a motive of operation. And that operation is to affect certain parts of the body. So science tells me how he works. I can take away all his weapons and his operations and not get to the root cause of the disease, but guess what happens? The disease will not be at work even though it lies in the person's members. Because it didn't hit me, it didn't hit my mama, but it came to Leonie's first daughter born. And that was part of the curse to affect the firstborn woman of the family line. So even though you can't get to the disease, the spirit that is given the disease life, we call it, the Bible calls it the spirit of infirmity. I can take away his tools. You're no longer going to work in the immune system. You're no longer going to affect the nervous system. You're no longer. And so I'm having to go through all 12 systems and understand how all 12 systems in the human body operates so that I can effectively take away his weaponry. And guess what normally happens when I start stripping him? Do you remember what happened after we did that prayer? What happened? Fallen angels came. No, what happened after we did the prayer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I could breathe like normally. She could breathe normally. 
And how long, how long was it? You said you, you hadn't been able to breathe until? Since I was 10. Since she was 10. What happened was, is we stripped and renounced and took away, and then the power of God not even asked for. The power of God just came down on her. I was like, whoa. And she says, all it felt like was fire going into her ears and running. That's where it all started. That's where all that autoimmune, guess what? Guess what? Wigner's start. It affects the ears, the nose, all the things. We were taking her to e uh, ear, nose, and uh, throat specialist, and all of it, it was, it was him the whole time. It was him the whole time. Matter of fact, matter of fact, without the voice of God, she wouldn't be here. Because before she even, before she even started bleeding externally from her nose and eyes and things. We took her a month, few months earlier to an ENT. And he says, oh, she needs tubal ligation. If we would have submitted to that, she would have bled out. She would have died. They couldn't have got, they, it wouldn't have been, she'd have been deaf for sure. You said, no, we're not going that way. I don't get a witness with that one. Even Hannah knew. The study of the human body is essential, church. It's important to study what God has created is my point. Don't you think it's important to study what God creates? Yeah. That's why the Bible says study to show yourself approved. What I want to do, what God is to, just as years in the making, the Lord showed me about fallen angels and how the church is supposed to live victoriously and to get to a place spiritually together that there's such pressure on the demonic kingdom that the fallen angels come down so the church can take them out. And what happens? Revival. There's no other way. There's no one resisting. Even the apostle Paul says, Satan resisted me from coming to you. Whenever you get into the book of Acts and you see Paul preaching in a city, and the city was divided, you see light and darkness in combat behind every word. That bothers me. I don't know, I'm not gonna stop. I don't have time. Healing is part of the Christian atonement. Do you agree? Therefore, Jesus died to provide healing for us. Do you agree? Jesus suffered and took stripes on his back for our physical healing. Do you agree? Then why are not more people being healed? I'm telling you right now. I'm sharing it with you right now. Those people that go, go, to, go to a Benny Hinn crusade and get healed, and they are legitimately healed, and then they call his ministry and say, it's back. What's going on? Dissociation. Generational curse. Emotional trauma. Jesus went to the scourging post and the cross to purchase our healing. Taking disease and our sins. Do you agree? Then what's the problem? What's the problem? We're not studying. We're not studying who we actually are. It's time to open the pages of the Bible and take a fresh look 
at scripture and to understand that God created us, created us body, soul, and spirit. We are a tripart being. Did you know that you can actually, even though your spirit is born again, do you know that your spirit can be wounded? Psalms 147, 149 talks about the wounded spirit. Your spirit can be wounded. Do you know there is no, there, there is no ministry for that? There's no ministry for that. I can't ask God for anything. The only thing I ask him for is, God, this is a wounded spirit. And I can't minister to that. Because spirit gives birth to spirit. And I watch the spirit of God come in there and they'll just, they'll just go into some type of inner healing that makes me just get down on my knees and cry and break out in tongues. Because it's just it's so extremely powerful. Mark 2.5 says this, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus was not talking, Jesus was not only talking about the sins of the paralytic, but also the sins of his family's bloodline. When God looks at you, he looks at you generationally. And he talks about he talks about the sins of the fathers. He talks about the blessings. They will overtake you and they will overtake the generations. God looks at the generations. The church needs to look at the generations. And that the more that you deal with deal with the stuff in the family, the better your children will turn out, the less that they will struggle with, the more blessings. Don't you want your children overtaken by God? Yes. Then get cleaned up. Deal with it. Repent. Believe. That's why, I, that's the theme last night. Repent and believe. Deal with the trauma. Break the curses. Quit being angry because your daddy was angry. Quit being a drug addict because your daddy was an alcoholic. Jesus said, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven than to rise up and walk? That's what he said. It's easier to say. Your sins are forgiven you. It takes a miracle God for to heal a paralytic. Healing of sickness and disease is verification that unseen issues have been dealt with. If you get healed from a chronic disease, unseen issues have been removed. And guess what? If it comes back, not all of it got dealt with. It's just that simple, church. Now, I've been doing this stuff for about 25 years, so I have a good handle on it. But I don't know everything. And I'm learning. This is a new chapter. I'm, gonna be, I'm just going to be honest. Just like when Fallen Angel Deliverance came to me in 2007 and it took 13 years before I started writing that book series. This is a new chapter of dealing with major diseases in the church. So I'm having to investigate. So the very first thing I did is I went and I picked out the top 30 diseases in America and I'm going through an in-depth medical renunciation. I renounce, I renounce. Then I do history. Hannah told me, 
Dad, you need to do astrology. I said, I'll get on it right away. I'm ready for it. It's going down Sunday or Monday in our house. Because I researched that autoimmune has its sources in witchcraft. Just like cancer has its sources in anger and rejection and abuse. There's always a spiritual life behind every chronic disease. Just like high blood pressure and sugar diabetes, that thing, if, not medi if medicine would not maintain it, it would kill the person. That is an infirmity. So I have to look at what it's doing to the body and what its end result is, because there's always a mission. Always a mission. If it ends in death, it comes from the kingdom of darkness. Because my Bible tells me that the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and to give it abundantly. So if it ends in death, if it ends in if it ends in taking from, your, taking from your health, if it ends up taking away from you, stealing from you, killing, killing you, eating away at your body, then that is a spirit of infirmity. Just like them doctors that I love them and I appreciate them and they sure gave me a lot to pray about. But they said, my, daughter's is, my daughter is going to live with this the rest of her life. And I looked right at him and I said, you have no idea who you're talking to. And there's about 20 of them sitting at that table, you know, talking death and destruction. And I said, all of you need to wake up. And I told them pretty much like this. You need to all wake up and you need to get on team Hannah. She's going to live and not die. And if you don't like it, you're gone. And I said, you have no idea who you're talking to. I said, obviously you haven't Googled me. <laughs> and I'm not the Scientologist that Google says I am either. I'm the other guy. <laughs> I'm the other Bruce Hines. <laughs> oh, you're a Scientologist. No, I'm not a Scientologist. <laughs> not even. Jesus used healing in Mark 2 to point out the reason the man was paralyzed. It was due to sin. It was due to sin. When sin entered the world, so did death. When death entered the world, so did sickness. They all came in at one time. The nature of Satan all came in. To kill, steal, and destroy. It's my experience, the reason so many are not healed of chronic illnesses is because of iniquity. Iniquity. Scientists and medical professionals are blinded because they, can o they only believe what they can see. They are only looking under that microscope. And you know what they tell me? You know, because I, I learned to question these doctors over the last two years. What do you see under the microscope? This disease moving around, live. Did you know COVID is live? COVID is an infirmity. It's a virus. It's a living germ. And because of that, 
you can actually cough or breathe out and infect somebody else. That breath, that cough, that breath, you, breathe, you cough out that disease and it goes right into someone else. Enters with no problem. You know how I found that one out? I found, I found, out, I found out the flu is the same guy. COVID's there and it's meant to, he wants to kill, but a simple renunciation can get him out of there in, in, a, in a, I'll just use some military language, in a heartbeat. However, the flu is a little bit different. The flu is not, it's just meant to enter, afflict, make the person feel bad, and then move on. But I, I was down on my knees, getting ready to throw up for the, you know, that feeling like you just have to throw up, but you can't. And I was getting ready to do it for the second time. I'm running a temperature, and Jesus just spoke to me. Do you like throwing up? I said, no, I don't like throwing up, God, not at all. He said, well, then tell that thing to leave you. I'm going, oh. You know how when God speaks to you a lot, I don't know how he speaks to you guys, but he likes to tack on a thought when he speaks. And that thought is a chapter and verse. A chapter and verse. As believers... It's important to look beyond what we can observe with the five senses. You know, when somebody tells you you have cancer, you focus right on cancer. You don't focus, this is a spirit of infirmity. And I need to be delivered. I need to get to the emotional problem. Abuse. Rejection, anger, like I said before. Those are the main ones to cancer. Main ones. Main ones. If cancer's in your family, maybe you haven't activated it. Maybe you have. And it's just waiting to go to work. But that's how it operates. Just like sin is at the door, always waiting to go to work. Oh, come on. <clears throat> the Bible gives us much deeper insight, enabling us to perceive beyond what we can see. However, if I did not have the power of the Holy Spirit, manifesting and telling me and showing me scriptural revelation manifest this is that and then do a word study on it and go oh my goodness because you you're supposed to investigate the acts of God that's how we grow revelation uh, supernatural revelation, supernatural, the supernatural power of God. I got this from Peter Wagner, and I took it out for a test drive, and I found out he was right. He says the supernatural power of God is usually 10 years ahead of church theology. Because it takes that long to process it. I started getting into fallen angel deliverance and it took me 10 years before I would even write a book on it because I, I, I didn't understand it theologically, but I can take you to chapter and verse all over the place. Matter of fact, we just got done doing one last week, right, Nikki? Yeah. First John 2.15, love not the world and the things of the world. So I said, oh, I know that verse. I'm going to call for the love of the world and bang, he showed up. They're woven all through Scripture. Scripture's deeper than just what we read. The problem is, is we get these other guys, and they get a little wacko out there, and it, it taints a lot of that stuff. Anyways, the Bible gives us a much deeper insight, right? Medicine concentrates on managing the symptoms of the disease 
and the disorders, even the syndromes, the mental diseases. Medicine uses drugs, therapies, surgeries, etc. All to manage it. All to manage it. Eastern medicine, natural remedies, altered alternative treatments, if you will, only attempt to manage the course of action that produces the symptom of the disease. <clears throat> As I said before, I've spent many, many decades in the healing and deliverance ministry and it and unknowingly I was unknowingly God was re teaching me without me being being able to recognize that he was uncovering spiritual roots of disease it just had to it, I, it just I had to I was forced into it I was forced into this because I, t I told my daughter, I will not go to the grave without you 100% by the will of God. I refuse. I refuse to leave my little baby or any one of my kids that way. I refuse to allow any addiction or anything of my past to get her and to take her to hell. I refuse. I refuse it. Believers must get down to the root cause that activates the life of the disease. What turns it on? That's the issue. This is my working, my working hypothesis right now. God will only allow you to manifest anger for a length of time before judgment from the kingdom of darkness comes. He's called all men to repent. All men. He's called us all to forgive. He will only allow unforgiveness in the heart of a believer so long. He has to turn you over to the tormentor as I read last night. He has to. Because the devil is standing in the courts of heaven accusing the brethren day and night. Asking God, when, look, you have done X amount. And he or she still has not returned home, repented. This is how, this is serious. This is a serious subject because Christians are going through serious life struggles. So I've got to take this seriously. I've got to be demanding, if you will. Because the Spirit of God is demanding the church. See, he says, I'm holy, you be holy. First Peter. Welcome to the war. Etymology refers to the root cause. The root cause. The Bible tells us exactly what the root cause is. It's sin. But what sin? Look at your behavior. Look at your family's behavior. And repent. Repent. Ask forgiveness. There was a lady years and years ago. I didn't know how powerful this was, but it just, it came out of me so fast that I didn't have time to think it. She goes, my mom, my mom's an occult survivor, 
and I'm a Christian and I don't know how to pray for her. She has, she's all messed up. And the Holy Spirit just said, tell her to pray that every legal right, stronghold and curse be broken. Power got through her on the floor. I had no idea what I was saying. I had to go home and think about that for a minute. And then I started to do it over my life. And all of a sudden, I felt this heaviness come all over me. It was almost like my prayers were being blocked. And then I get into fallen angel deliverance. And then I hear these high-powered fallen angels go, God can't hear you. I'm going, what? God can't hear your prayer. It's true. He can't hear your prayer. But what he can hear, it, it is written. It is written because it was birthed out of him. It's that weight, that kind of spiritual combat. The only thing that works is it is written. And then we get these people binding and loosing and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, you should hang out with me for a year. So I used to do with my spiritual son. I said, hey, guess what's going to happen today? I'm going to call up the nastiest demon I can find. And I'm going to get him up. And then I'm going to say, there you go. And then I'm going to go home. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Because there's nothing like working with the Holy Spirit is my point. I never left him, but I did leave the room. But my point, because the person, you know, there is a person there that needs to be cared for and the needs met. Okay? And you don't put up with too much. You just you get in there and take care of it for him. And then you take him out and you explain what happened. Okay, but you let him struggle a little bit was my point. I don't know why that I said that. How are we doing? Okay, just a few more minutes. Are you guys getting anything? Yes. Listen to what the Bible says in Isaiah 28, 9 and 10. Whom will he teach knowledge? I want you to ask yourself... Who in this room will allow God to teach you knowledge? Who's going to do it? I got, I got two. So you two. Oh, well, I got more hands going up now. Okay. And whom will he make to understand the message? See, the point is, God would just arrest me. And he, I'd be driving my truck, I'd be doing something, and then he says, I'm going to show you something. And then a couple hours later, I'm in, a, I'm in a spiritual situation where it required prayer, healing, deliverance, whatever, whatever. But God says, here it is, there it is. But see, one thing I learned early in my life, and I think that was him in here doing it. It was him in there. Study his move. Study his act. Learn. Be taught. Be teachable. Be ready to change. Be ready to change. Do you know I submitted a seven or eight page thesis or uh, a, 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 theo a theological paper to Bob Larson on my findings of, of uh, fallen angels and he rejected it? And that's, that was the last teacher I had in deliverance. Rejected it. It wasn't for him. It was for me. It was for me. But it's also, it's also for everyone that's in the church today. Just like what I'm teaching you today. It's for you. It's for you. If you're teachable. If you seek knowledge. If you're willing to get in there with the Holy Spirit and work. 
and fulfill the Great Commission. Since there are spiritual roots, well, let me finish the scripture. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a word, here a little, there a little. Isaiah 28, 9 and 10. Since there are spiritual roots that causes the trig that, that cause and trigger the disease, we must expose the unseen forces that work in the body. Must expose them. Diseases like cancer, heart disease, autoimmune, chronic respiratory disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, hypertension, kidney, dis kidney disease, liver disease, syndromes, which are genetic disorders, and the like. They all have spiritual roots, every one of them. And I'm in the process of getting after prayer renunciations. I think even Darla's read about my cancer, right, Darla? She goes, where do you get all this stuff? I said, I spent eight minutes on a YouTube video. It was a little bit more than that, but I didn't spend a whole much. The, the hardest part, the easiest part was to write down the information. You get it from a good source like the Mayo Clinic and stuff, how things work in the body. And then the hard part is putting the prayer together. That's the hard part. Thinking about all the things that, you know, that I've experienced over the last 25 years. That's the hardest part. The word of God says that healing is the children's bread. Doesn't it? My Bible tells me in Matthew 15, 26, that healing is the children's bread. My, my Bible also tells me in Galatians 13, or 3, 13, that Jesus became a curse for us. Isaiah 53, 5 says, by his stripes or wounds, we are healed. The question believers need to ask themselves is, why does it appear we are living under a curse of sickness? God does not take your loved one home early. The devil sends them to heaven early to bring heartache to your family to afflict the living. Yeah. I was devastated. I, I could tell instantly I needed inner healing when this, when this all went down. It wasn't so much the event, it was the length of the event. And that's where dissociation comes in. It's not so much a one-time event, it's the length of repeated events that causes dissociation and the depths of dissociation. So what it is, it's the emotional trauma plus the length of time will tell you how long it's going to take you to, be inner, to go through inner healing. And in one of the books, I have a formula. You can tell I'm kind of passionate about this. The prophet Isaiah gives us a similar warning as Hosea. Isaiah 5 and 13. Therefore my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. Into exile for lack of understanding. You know what exile is, right? Bondage. Their men of rank will die of hunger. Their masses will be parched with thirst. They'll die, people will die early. My point is simple. We need to know why we have diseases, why we have mental problems and the life problems. Without knowledge and the right divine method, or how about this, with knowledge. Let me put it that way. With knowledge and the right divine method, we can defeat the enemy. It's all there in the Bible. All of it. All of it. God has a plan for his people here on earth. The plan is we're to make this place better. Better. 
we can't have heaven here on earth, but we can have as much as heaven as we want here on earth. Two more slides, and I'll be done in three or four minutes. All mankind agrees with disease because we are separated to some degree from God. We come into agreement with it. No. I can deal with it medically. I'll just give you, I'll just give you, I will give you a warning. You can take it or leave it. Medicine will only allow God, will only give family an amount of time before it becomes demonization and infirmity. On to the next generation. The medication I'm talking about, the disease is already there, but the medication that we're taking, the pharmacia, see there's this word pharmacia, and Christians misunderstand that word because it, it has two meanings. It means health and healing, and it also means witchcraft. Health and healing means this. God uses medicine to restrain the forces of darkness from taking the person out before you can get to the spiritual root of the disease. But if I depend on medicine and live with it the rest of my life, I invite a witchcraft curse in all others. It's, I said you can take that. It's free. I'm just saying. I don't know how many times I've, God has, made, has asked me, said, you've got to call not only, not only for what the doctor pronounced over the person, but the medication he prescribed to the person because it's been too long. And those demons come up screaming. You need to be doing this at a world leaders event of the church. Last slide. Are you guys ready for the last slide here? There it is. <laughs> Just lighten it up a little. Heavy subject, right? <laughs> Heavy subject. <clears throat> mm. Next week, I think I'm going to preach on the power of the cross. Next Oh, my wife's preaching. I might, you, you start taking over the, no, I'm just kidding. Emotional wounds and dissociation are the main strongholds of disease. Wrapping it up. High points. Here's the high points. 18 issues are deeply rooted in the emotions. The lies of the enemy. You need to pay attention to the lies of the enemy. Or how about this? The lies we believe about ourselves that demons and disease use to mislead you and to work against you. How about the 18 emotions, not only about yourself, but about others? I'm going to reject you. I'm going to, I'm angry at you. Emotional hurt lies about us and how we feel about others, right? Amen. Okay, did you guys get anything out of this? I go on, and this is like a three-part three part message, but this is what I want to do. I want to take a 10-minute break, and I want to call you back, and we are going to go over the 18 issues and I'm going to have you repent, or first, you're going to ask God to forgive. And you're going to repent, and then you're going to renounce, and you're going to break curse, okay? At least we can get that taken care of today. And then what I want to do is I'm going to command the sicknesses that lie in your members that might not be working in your body but might be working through these 18 common denominator emotions 
We're going to ask that it come out of not only you, but your family, your bloodline. All right? We'll meet back here in 10 minutes.